The biggest hurdle between me and eating healthy, delicious meals for lunch is decision fatigue. Honestly, by the time lunchtime rolls around, I've already made like a thousand decisions from what my toddler should wear to how much I want to argue with her about how you have to brush your teeth in the morning, you know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, I absolutely agree. And like I have taken to doing meal preps or like buying a bunch of ready to eat meals to like heat up quickly. And I recently tried Factor. And let me tell you, Factor is like 12,000 steps above and beyond any ready to meet eat meal I have ever tried before. That's right. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef curated, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started and get after your goals. I tried the two-minute meals where I could fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. And they also offer pancakes, smoothies, and more. There's a wide variety of easy options throughout the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Plus, there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup required. Factor is also flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution when you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And you don't want to make any more decisions because you're exhausted, like me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 and use code justbreakup50 to get 50% off. That's code justbreakup50 at factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 to get 50% off. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is coming out as asexual. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. Right. We are not trained in this. We are not professionals. So please take our advice as you see fit. We are only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right, I'm going to dive into to today's letter. This person's name is Ace and Confused, whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing to us from Sam's Library, USA. Oh, God. <laughs> You're in my house? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> You're such a ham. <gasps> all right. Hi, Sam and Sierra. I echo all the sentiments that JBU listeners share with you at the beginning of these letters. You guys have truly shaped the way I interact with many relationships in my life and have shared so much knowledge with us all to help us lead better, more fulfilling lives. I am writing to you today because I took Sam's recommendation to read Ace. I'm sorry. By the way, the book is the book is uh, Ace by Angela Chen. It's phenomenal. And now it. I am. The letter writer writes, and now I am internally spiraling, but totally fine. <laughs> oh my God. That is the best way to describe my 100% yes. of the time yes. being. A hundred percent. Yep. 
I haven't read it through fully yet, but the information I have for now is enough to know that I am asexual or at least somewhere on this spectrum. I have lived most of my post-puberty life as a, quote, normal, sexually active person, though I always knew I was a little different than my friends. I had a wild college days where I definitely had my fair share of sex, but it was always more because I liked the attention and the quest of getting there than the actual act. It's not that I outright hated it or felt taken advantage of. I just didn't really care about it and Mm. would generally mentally drift until the eventual end. Mm. My friends all talked about how horny they were or that they couldn't wait to hook up with X guy. And I would just smile and nod and eternally internally be thinking, why don't I ever feel horny? (laughs) Like ever. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I have had longer term relationships in the past as well. And the usual course of action is that we have a good amount of sex for the first six months of the year of to a year, because I keep a mental tracker of how many days it has been. And if it's been too long, then it's time for me to put in some work for the next 20 minutes or so, so I can relax for the next couple of days. That is <laughs> That's so real, very funny and relatable. Yeah. After this honeymoon period, we would go to less frequent sex, but I thought it was at least a little normal. Again, I am never, again, I am never having sex against my will, but more so out of obligation that I create in my head. For me, sex is so low on my list of what makes a relationship good. Like truly, it might be last. It's fine. And I know that it makes my partners happy. So in turn, that makes me happy. But it's not something I ever crave or look forward to. I just don't see the parallel in my head between loving and caring for someone and sex. They're just so disjointed for me. So yes, after reading Ace and having my feelings finally validated, I think it's safe to say my brain works a little differently than most around this topic. Now on to where I need your help. My current partner, let's call him Ted, he, him, and I've been together for three years now. He is amazing. We have renovated a home together. We're opening a business. We have an amazing group of friends in our lovely little city. We've been through loss together. We have two freaking amazing kitties Mm -hmm. and we are in sync working towards big goals for our big future plans. And he is 100% the person I will be spending my life with. But... He doesn't know I'm asexual because I just came to terms with it about a week ago. Oddly enough, within that same week, out of the blue, he mentioned he would love to have sex more. And we agreed we should have a conversation about it. Cue the spiral. (laughs) Sam and Sierra. How do I bridge this conversation? I made the horrible relationship of turning to the internet, which says you should tell them by the third date, too late for that, and Reddit, which says that ace and aloe relationships don't work. Mm. Uh, Sam, I know that you've mentioned that you've had to make a conscious decision decision that even when you're not in the mood to have sex, sometimes you just have to do it for the betterment of your relationship. And I totally agree. It's what I do literally every time. And I'm okay with that, I think. I want to make my partner happy. And if that means having sex three times a week, that holy shit. That's too many times. (laughs) It's too many times a week. (laughs) Just kidding. Everyone can have as much or as little sex as they want to. I did not think that it was going to be three times a week. That is. That's a lot. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Are you in your 30s? No, you can't be. (laughs) 
<laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I just didn't expect the word week three times a week. I thought I was thinking like three times a season. Okay. Here we go. Three times a quarter. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, uh, and if that means having th- sex three times a week, then so be it. But how do how the hell do I talk about this eloquently without seriously freaking him out? I can imagine that would be a really tough thing to hear if I was in his shoes. Quote, I don't really want to have sex, but I will for you. How does a life of knowing your partner isn't really into it sound? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this letter is A+. Plus. It's um, really good. Like, Like, ugh, I totally get how horrible that sounds, but it's the reality I've somehow found myself in. I've hidden this side of me pretty well, not in a malicious way. Of course not. Mm -hmm. Uh, I truly just didn't think that there was a word for how I felt about sex. I thought I was just one of those women with a low sex drive. I want this relationship to work and I want to share this with my partner. Any advice on how to do this would be more helpful than you will ever know. Okay, first of all, sorry about laughing about having sex three times a week. Honestly, that sounds great. Like if I had the energy and stamina and sexual drive to do that, that would be delicious. For sure. Absolutely. Everyone can have I as just much or ex- as little sex as they would it. like to. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. There's no normal number. But There's for no me, normal number. three That's times it. a week is not going to work. <laughs> It's mostly funny because I know you and I don't have sex three times a week. And so it's Sam and I are just laughing internally at our own sex capacity. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yes. Sorry to laugh uh, at that. And um, we're just sort of laughing at ourselves and our approaches to sex in this. Um but thank you for sharing this with us, Ace and Confused. And I'm sorry that my book recommendation sent you on the spiral, but I also <laughs> hope that the spiral leads to a different understanding of yourself and the ability to talk with your partner in a way that's affirming yes. of how you're feeling so that you don't have to just sort of sit here and wonder why you're not normal anymore. Um, and mm-hmm. that means that things are going to get shaken up for sure, because whenever we learn new things about ourselves and try and share them with other people, stuff gets shaken up. But I hope yeah. that through this process, through this self-discovery and through this really wonderful, amazing relationship that you have, you'll hopefully find a way to be able to talk about this, express this and live more fully in who you are. But we're going to talk a little bit, not a little bit, we're going to talk a lot of bit about how you can <laughs> have this conversation with your partner uh, right after this break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Breakup virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering 
partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. (laughs) Stop wasting money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. (laughs) We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, my darling, welcome back. My darlings, multiple darlings. Um, Welcome back. Uh, I think... I, I so appreciate this letter because I just want you to know, um, Ace and Confused, that I feel like you articulated it so perfectly and mm-hmm. that a lot of people are going to connect to your experience and and how how you laid it out for us. Like um, the differences between your friend's sex drives and yours when you were younger, how it's played out in your partnerships, how it shows up now as sort of this apathetic act of love that you do for your partner, but that you don't actually crave or feel excited by. Um, I think you, you really described it so perfectly um, uh, for you and your experience and many others, I'm sure, because, you know, as much as you, as much as you feel like you are not the quote normal, I think the, the book Ace by Angela Chen really showcases to us that there is no quote normal. Yep sex drive or relationship to sex. Um, there's no normal way to to have it or amount to have it, that it's so variable from person to person and relationship to relationship. Um, and 
Yeah, I, I do want to say a couple things right out the gate. Um, the first is just going to be about how we talk about this, how we talk about sex. I think that this questions like this are so appreciated. And then I find myself like hesitating a little when we talk about the the chore nature of sex or the way that sex can be an act of love that you want to do for your partner that you don't necessarily want to do. I think it's tricky or it brings up red flags in me as I'm like saying these words out loud sure. because the language we use sounds like the um, divisive or problematic language that people use to justify having non-consensual sex or using sex as some sort of yep. uh, power thing or, 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 or whatever. And it's not what we're doing mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's not what you're doing in your relationship. You've made that very apparent. Um, and that's the last thing that Sam and I would want to want people to walk away from that. They should have sex that they don't want to have to appease their partner. That's not what we're saying, yep. but it's how you perfectly articulated at the end that sometimes in relationships, um, we have sex because we want to fill that bucket, that intimacy bucket or whatever, um, and make sure. our partner feel good. It can be this sort of, yeah, go ahead. No. And that's why I, that's why I liked that book so much because it also legitimized the, the reasons why, and the type of sex that I was having, right? Because like, right. if the narrative is, we can only have sex because we're fucking horny and we just like want to tear each other's clothes right. off. That's not something that I've experienced a whole lot of, <laughs> right? And I've also had a lot of sex that was deeply meaningful to me and that I thought was really important and that I actively consented to, but I did it for different reasons then. I was absolutely like wanting to get into that person's pants, right? I was doing it because I was like, I want to show this person I love them and this is a way that I can do it, right? I want to meet this yes. person in their needs and that's why I'm doing this. And I appreciate some of that because it felt really empowering to me as somebody who like doesn't necessarily have the hugest sex drive to be able to say like, and I get to decide when and how I get to have sex and when I, and why I want to do it. Right. Like no one else gets to look at me and say like, Oh, well, if you're not on hundred percent horny, then you're like, you're undermining yourself. Right. Like you're, you're yes. not fully consenting to it. And instead of being like, no, I'm actively consenting to it. I'm just doing it for a different reason than you're saying is the right or best reason to want to have sex with someone. And I, that and is I is perfectly said. Right. And I appreciate you naming that ace and confused that like, there's a lot of different reasons why people might want to have sex with somebody. And, and some of them are really helpful and healthful for our relationships. And some of them might be super hurtful and really problematic. But I don't think that wanting to have sex with someone because you want to, you want to show them that you love them and like fill up the intimacy bank is a yes. bad reason to have sex with someone. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's like sex makes everything weird because we're weird about sex. Like it, <laughs> so there's true. a lot of give and take in relationships that that isn't sexual intimacy. Mm -hmm. You know, um, rubbing your partner's feet when you don't like feet, I, you know, you would do that for them mm -hmm. <laughs> um, or loading the dishwasher a certain way, you know. That is a stupid example, but I'm, I can't think of any other examples on the top of my head. Relationships are all of, it's not, I don't mean this in a toxic way. Uh, again, this is where I get stuck in my head is like, I don't want to talk about, 
I don't want to conflate what I'm saying about sex with what I'm not saying about sex. For sure. But there's a there's a lot of give and take in relationships, especially safe, healthy partnerships that we and we do things so that our partners feel loved. Willow wants to go for a walk after work every day, and she always loves when I come with her. I, I've finally become secure enough to tell her I don't want to go. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> I made Sam me. choke. <laughs> you broke me. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but it just uh, took what uh, four, five years of of you being in a relationship for her. Do you finally feel like she's yeah. not going to leave you if you don't go for a walk yeah. with her? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank, thanks. Just break up. You taught me that. <laughs> um, but you know that is an act that I would do. That is also like. I, I like it's cold out, whatever. Um, you know, <laughs> I do you. it because she feels loved by this thing that sort of inconveniences me, but that I can like, once I'm out there on that walk, I'm like, yeah, mm, this is right. fine. This and is that's fine. really true for sex sometimes. It is. Um, yeah. The other thing I want to say uh, is I adore, I adore the human brain because like we just, we just make so many, uh, jungle gyms inside our brains <laughs> of anxiety and fear. Um, I just want to point out, you're like, how do I say this to him without freaking him out? Like, how do I even begin to articulate this? And meanwhile, you write like the most articulate, thoughtful and <laughs> very understandable, understandable letter. I just want to say like, one, tell your boyfriend to read the book yep. one, when you bridge this gap, when you have this conversation. And two, the way, that, the way that you've described it here in your letter, the words that you've used, the experiences that you point to, the care in which you have spoken to about your relationship and your love for your partner and your willingness to have sex because you want to make him feel good is very clear. It's reasonable and it's undeniable. This is undeniably true in your experience. And so I just want to encourage you that you that you know how to talk about this. Um, you just have to trust your partner to receive your authenticity without taking it personally. Well, and yeah, for sure. Go ahead. And also like, and creating the space for the idea that he may not respond perfectly to what you're saying, right? He may have questions. He mm -hmm. may be concerned about what this means for you and for your relationship, right? And I I have been sort of having similar conversations with Peter around like gender stuff. And mm -hmm. part of like the, the conversations are not like, cool, Peter understands perfectly <laughs> and like gets mm -hmm. it immediately, right? There's a lot of like, so what does this mean? And what are the things, how is this going to change how we're interacting? Like, should I be doing some things differently? Right. And, and I hope that that's how Ted would respond to this and everything that you've told us about him makes that feel really real to me, but I don't want you to right. like have in your head as the mark of success of I'm going to have a perfect conversation and he's not going to have any bad or confused feelings about what I'm saying to him. Cause I think it'll be important for you two to really get comfortable about talking about what this means for you and how it's going to move forward. And that means that you're going to have to move into places where it's probably going to be really uncomfortable, where there's probably not going to be perfect reactions from either of you in any given moment. But I do think that Sierra is right yeah. in terms of saying something like, I read this book and it's making me think a lot about my understanding of myself. I would love for you to read it so that we can kind of talk about some of the things in it. And might that freak him out? 
Possibly, for sure. But is he going to be freaked out for forever? No, because you're going to be talking about it. But you need to get to a place where you have some shared language around it to be able to have this conversation. And I think it would be helpful for him to read this book or at least listen to interviews with Angela Chen or something to hear about a little bit more about sort of what we're talking about when we're talking about asexuality. Because then he can potentially and hopefully hear you say, I... I want to have sex, but not in the way that you want to have sex. And that doesn't mean that doesn't hopefully together you can find a way to talk about this that doesn't delegitimize his desires and also de- doesn't delegitimize de- your own or or lack thereof. Yep. Um, I think this is just a perfect example of the fact that we're all moving and living and breathing from t- totally unique perspectives and and experiences like that you point to this thing called sex and say this is how I see it and he points to it and says I see something totally different so how can you merge those two visions together or at least even just like passionate way yeah or be okay with the fact that you're seeing them differently and that doesn't mean that you're that there's something wrong right like it's okay for you to have different approaches to why you're having sex with each other that's that's fine. As long as you're doing it in a way that's respectful of each other's perspectives around it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that like being really clear about the fact that you do want to have sex with him, right? Like that you, that you enjoy the sex that you have with him, or you enjoy sort of what it means to both of you to be able to do it. Like that's not disingenuous. That's not lying. You're telling the truth about that. And it can also be helpful to sort of say that out loud so that he knows that it's not like you've been like muscling through this thing and you hate it, right? You're saying, I am figuring out what it means for me and I still do want to have sex with you, maybe at different frequencies, which we should definitely talk about. But I'm telling you this not because you're doing something wrong necessarily. I'm telling you this because I want you to understand me more deeply. I want you to yes. uh, to get into my heart and see what this looks like and feels like for me so that you know that when we're having these conversations about sex, we're coming at this from a similar understanding of what we both mean when we're talking about sex and why we want to have it. And I also want to say, I, again, I don't know your um, partner. I don't know the intricacies of your relationship, et cetera, but it sounds like a great one. It sounds like one that is built on a really strong foundation. So I don't want you to approach this conversation as though you are denying your boyfriend something or that you're telling him something that he potentially may not be able to handle. It sounds like this person is a really great source of love and stability and intimacy for you. And you're coming to him and saying, I want you to know me that much more deeply. He like my favorite line in your letter that I'm going to like carry with me after this episode is where you rank sex as the importance (laughs) in terms of a relationship. You're like, it's fairly on there. It's at the bottom. It's on the bottom. And for me, it's not at the top, but it's somewhere in the middle. It's like right in the middle. And I'm, I'm curious where your boyfriend would rank it Mm -hmm. because maybe it's in the middle too, or maybe it's at the top or, or whatever. Um, why I bring that up is like, that's a great question to ask him. Um, it's a, it's a great starting point. And 
I just don't want you to automatically assume that he'll take this poorly or as some sort of deficit of your character because he loves you as you are right now. This is just this is just extra language to understand you. This is mm. just something to point to to say like this is this is how you can better understand me as a human. And I'm hoping that he will he will be welcoming to that invitation and not threatened by it. For sure. Absolutely. And I I like Sierra said, I think from what I've heard about him and how you feel about him that I I think that he be, will be responsive. And I I also just want to yeah. add that like you don't need to have everything figured out before you have this conversation with him, right? You don't have to to be able to articulate every different aspect of your identity and what it means and how it's going to show up and all of that stuff before you start talking through it. But I do think that like being honest about the idea of, I don't know, I'm discovering some of this stuff for myself in real time. So can we commit to, to having more conversations about this, to figuring this stuff out together? Because I don't want you to like sit and wait to be able to say like, I'm this type of asexual. I have this amount of sex drive. Yes. I am okay with this and not okay with this, right? I want you to be able to discover that stuff in real time in partnership with, with Ted. So I think... I think sometimes, or at least my own experience around some of this stuff is that it feels like I have to have everything perfect before I can share it with that people. That is so real. Mm -hmm. But I, I would encourage you to share it half-baked at this moment and and invite, invite him into this new discovery of yourself and say, I want to do this in partnership with you because you're important to me and this stuff is new to me as well. So let's figure out what it looks like for both of us together to find a place where we can agree to move forward in the relationship in a way that's going to work for both of us, knowing that some of that stuff might change as you continue to learn more about who you are. And as Ted continues to learn more about who he is in the relationship as well. I think that's perfect. All right, my darling, thank you so much for trusting us with this letter um, and for sharing your insights with our Just Breakup community. I think we're all better because of it. And best of luck with this conversation. We are rooting for you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for writing. We love you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like more content from us or if you would like access to ad-free episodes, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship meme, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his <laughs> podcasts. And remember, letting people see your most authentic self is not an invitation for them to deny it. It is an invitation for them to know you more deeply. They don't get to decide who you are, what you know about yourself most intimately. That's only up to you. And if all else fails, just break up.